0: Thanks so much for joining us and for tuning in to the Steeple Church podcast. Our hope as you listen in is that you might encounter Jesus, hear and receive His love and be encouraged and empowered by His Spirit to be and bring life and love to one another and to the other in your world. If you would like to get in touch with us or keep up to date with what's happening in and through the life of Steeple Church, please jump on to our website at steeplechurch.com.au or follow us on the socials via Facebook or Instagram at steeple.church. We're looking forward to meeting you one day soon, but in the meantime, enjoy the message. Bless you, fam. I'm
1: gonna read from Luke 7. Um, and it's, it starts with Jesus anointed by a sinful woman. It says, when one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at a table. Jesus answered him, Simon, I've something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii, the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he forgave the debts of both. Now which, of th- which, of- which one of them would love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You've judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you, go in peace. You know, when Corey asked us to share around worship, um, one of the things that Paul and I have always been passionate about is healing in worship. And a lot of that comes from our own experience. Um, it's, I don't think it's just because we're musical. I feel like a lot of us connect with worship, whether we can, you know, sing in tune or not or whatever. Um, but this is one Scripture that um, I connected with from a really young age. I I didn't sort of grow up in a church that um, really talked about healing, um, where there was really sort of that, like what you guys have, you know, that space in worship, like talking about healing that God can come in and um, bring restoration, um, be, you know, sort of share about, sort of let it all out really, you know, you could respond in whatever way you want here, which is just amazing. Um, But the first time I started to encounter healing in worship, I went to the UK and was suddenly at a church that was all about worship and so open and people were receiving prayer and having ministry and the Holy Spirit was moving. And I just, it was like this whole other world had been open to me. Um, And then, yeah, I read this scripture and I just remember um, there being communion. And I, I just was sobbing, could not stop sobbing. And I'd never sort of had that emotion. And it wasn't, You know that we had been worshipping and it wasn't the music you know Um, it was I don't know I just really connected with this woman and you know reading it it says like sinful woman but I you know as I've when this came in my heart for today it's like let's just say broken woman Um, you know we I connected with the mess um, like heading towards communion I I was 19 I so clearly remember it I'm like you know and it was like loud crying and like no one else was crying and you know whatever um but i just um i just remember connecting with both the mess of this what this woman what was going on in her life like we don't know her story i mean we're, we're all sinful and we all have mess and we all have you know brokenness um and some of the stuff i was carrying was stuff you know my mess from stuff that to choices I'd made but then also from things that had been done to me you know I was carrying it all um and uh yeah I just that was sort of like the this scripture um and I guess that those tears and that like pouring out her, ad, her adoration because I was like worshiping Jesus and acknowledging him and what he'd done in my life and then also like it was almost like all of that brokenness started to come out and I've had other experiences like that as well. That kind of kicked off the like healing in in worship journey for me. Um, and you know, it's not like that kind of stuff happens all the time, but um, whether it's been on my own personally, um, we both songwrite, we both, um, I don't know about you guys, but even just worship, not, not necessarily when we're all together, but when you're on your own, you can be listening to worship and God just starts ministering to you or speaking to you. There's something really powerful about Worship and being in His presence um, in that way, yeah. And the couple of things um, that stood out for me just to share today, two really quick things with this story. Um, I think it's just a reminder of um, we when we come to Jesus and we we're fully open, we can pour out, pour it all out to Him, and His response is so loving and so compassionate. Whether it's mess because of You know, just whatever's been going on in our life. It's just, we bring that mess in worship. And um, I think potentially, like, the other thing that I just find so um, unreal about this story is that she was known for being messy. And she came into, like, this religious leader's house. She was not invited. She just came in and she started doing that. Can you, like, if you really think about being a female then and doing that is absolutely unreal like the courage it took for her to to step into that environment out of her just adoration and I guess just longing um she'd heard about Jesus and she wanted what he had you know she wanted that um yeah she wanted what he had like he was he was clearly offering something that she needed and she knew she needed so yeah I guess just as we sort of um spend more time in in worship and you know Corey you can I guess, yeah, we'll see see what God wants to do. But I did just want to share that, really, just an encouragement of how Jesus responds to us when we sort of just lay it all out um, and come come to Him with that heaviness or whatever it is. I know we talk about it a lot, but I, it really does take courage um, when you're around other people to just be that vulnerable. Um, but I would say just go for it. And you know, even when it comes to prayer or whatever, this is just one opportunity that you have in the week, really to be surrounded by, you know, people. Like, we're on our own at home during the day. No one, like, we're not around anyone who can break for us, you know. So I just say, be open, go for it, um, yeah.
2: I just quickly say something? But I can't play and talk, so I'm going to so let you down, Corey. I'm going to have to have a tiny break. Go, go. I just think, you know, with what Lex is saying, I feel like with healing, <clears throat> the barrier to it is vulnerability, right, which this woman showed, huge vulnerability. And the thing that I find most in church, the thing that prevents vulnerability, is shame. Like shame is an awful feeling to carry, and a lot of people have experienced um, in church or in families where they've been shamed. They've been in um, in roles where they've had people above them misuse that power—a father misusing his authority—and instead of loving a child, you know, you end up with these wounds from your your family experiences, and then in church as well, past oral roles. I had an experience at a church in Florida with a guy, sorry. It's a vulnerability, right? I'm super empathetic, so I, I feel this stuff and I feel it in this room with you guys. Of it's, i met with this counselor about this experience. I'm fine from it now. Doesn't seem like it, but I promise you now. <laughs> And um, she said, you shouldn't give so much power to that person, but I was under this guy's leadership. He was, my, he was my pastor, I worked for the church, so he was my boss, he paid my salary, and he was also a really, a really close friend. But he really abused his position of authority, and he burnt out and became a really destructive figure for a lot of people in this church. So my experience, I had a good family upbringing, but the church side of stuff was really messy for me in that role, and this, this counselor said, you shouldn't give that person that much authority to have hurt you this much. And I feel like I understood what they were saying, but I don't know if any of you have been in these, in these roles or <clears throat> in this position where it's really hard not to hand over authority and influence to someone who has taken it from you. And so you end up in this vulnerable position of being mistreated and that leads to pain, right? And then what that leads to is shame, right? You feel just embarrassed or you feel this sense of I can't let this stuff out. I should be, you know, I was a grown man at the time. And you feel like this sense of, um, Yeah, shame. And so shame shuts down vulnerability. And vulnerability leads to healing, just like in that woman. And so I don't know where everyone's at. We're going to continue worshipping. And Corey, you can take over now. I'll start playing again. But this sense of like, we have to at some point say, "I've I've got to trust the Holy Spirit to take away shame, right? I've got to get to that place where... My shame is gone, my fear is gone, and I come into the presence of God, a loving God, and I'm vulnerable with him. And I, I lay at his feet, right, like just this act of pure worship that she did. And avoiding the shame of being a woman in that, in that season, in that culture, she chose vulnerability over it. And it leads to just this unreal story that we tell thousands of years later, this story of, I won't be shamed, I'll be vulnerable at the feet of Jesus, and I'll allow him to heal me. So, I'll stop there. That's good.
0: And I just want to, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful idea, but again, we've, we all come from different experiences. And so with that vulnerability, make sure um, that, you, that you feel safe. If you want to share your story, you are welcome to. If there is no one in this space that you'd like to share that story with, then that's okay too. If you'd like to be connected with somebody who is professional in this space, we're here to help you with that as well. Um, I do agree, vulnerability exactly i mean thank you so much for sharing your story with us this morning um both of you i really appreciate that and i think the invitation is there but the important thing from our perspective is that you feel safe enough to be vulnerable um let me pray father we thank you so much that you invite us uh the 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 invitation to your table and to your presence is always open so Father, we, we, we've heard you speak this morning through Paul and Lex. We're going to continue to worship for a bit longer and create space for people who might want to come to you um, and be vulnerable with you first. God, my prayer is that we would continue to be a safe church. Help us to continue to curate that space, that people might feel safe in this environment. Father, they might encounter you in that way. God, we thank you that we can be open with you. Lord, we acknowledge that not every church, not every person is safe. Lord, I, I repent of the times where I have made people feel unsafe. That is not a true reflection of who you are. So God, I ask for your forgiveness in that, for the moments where I've missed the mark, where I've fallen short. Sure. Lord, we thank you that you are a good God, a safe God, a gracious and loving and merciful God. Help us, Father, to experience you in that way, afresh fresh a in Jesus' name. Thanks again for tuning in to the Steeple Church podcast. We hope you were encouraged as you listened in. As I said at the top of the podcast, we loved having and hosting you in this way, but we'd love to hear from you and pray for you. So please drop us a line via our website, or better yet, if you're local to Melbourne, drop in on one of our Sunday gatherings, 10 a.m. every Sunday in the Hall of St. Barnabas Anglican Church at 86 Bourne Road, Borwin. Peace and love, friends. Have a great week.